Welcome to The Leader's Notebook with Dr. Mark Rutland. Dr. Rutland is a world-renowned leadership expert. He is a New York Times best-selling author, and he has served as the president of two universities. The Leader's Notebook is brought to you by Global Servants. For more information about Global Servants, please visit our website, globalservants.org. Here is your host, Dr. Mark Rutland. Hello, I'm Mark Rutland. Welcome to The Leader's Notebook. Today's podcast is uh, going to be about something that you may not think about frequently, but it is something that you use, everyone uses all the time, and it's a critical instrument of both leadership and relationship. And I want to give you today some keys to successful dialogue. You know, it's one thing to just uh, stand up and preach or teach or write a book. Uh, I've done all of those. It's one thing to sort of uh, stand behind the the pulpit or the podium and lecture. It's another thing to engage in meaningful conversation, dialogue with another person, where you're actually not only just simply exchanging words, but exchanging meaningful information and responding to each other in a meaningful way. So I'm going to give you five keys to successful dialogue. And I, and I want to say this, this could help you in everything from marriage to management, to negotiating a contract. So here are the five, are five keys. I don't want to say the five keys. There are five keys that I've come up with that I try to practice, and I hope that they'll be useful to you as you develop the skill of dialogue. Number one, listen. I, I know that sounds simple, but let me just say this to you. It, it is apparent to me that many people while they are attempting dialogue, are not really listening to the other person. They're simply waiting their turn to talk. Now, that causes two things. One is it, it, it limits your ability to really hear what the other person is saying. Secondly, your thoughts are now shifting from hearing and understanding to formulating your own words and response. So you may be responding to things or reacting to things, saying things that you've been thinking while your brain was actually disengaged from what the other person was saying. So listening means focusing in on what the other person is saying, really, really trying to to hear them and and, and to delay that intellectual process which shifts toward figuring out what I'm going to say and how I'm going to couch it, how I'm going to phrase it. Stay on on their wavelength before you shift to yours. The second key to successful dialogues is seek clarity. This This is a practice I began some years ago, and it's been tremendously helpful to me, and I want to offer it to you. Sometimes, frequently, you can actually get a better understanding of what the other person is saying if you will just excavate down just a little bit. So one way you can do that is to say back to them what they've said. Say it in a slightly different way, but say it back to them. So uh, somebody's talking to you or asking you questions and they say something, you say, all right, just let me just make sure that I'm understanding what you're saying. Take the, take the blame yourself. Don't say, let me make sure that what you're saying makes any sense. Say it this way. Let me make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. And you say it back to them. Is is this what you're saying or is this only what I'm hearing? 
and you say it back to them. Another way you can seek clarity is simply explore the, the concept, the direction they're going in. Are, are you saying this? Is that where we want to go? Is this what you're trying to offer? So that you can you seek clarity. Sometimes, frequently, I would say, when you say it back to the person, they may say, that's not what I'm saying at all. And then you can move further into trying to get clarity. So you're not reacting to what you thought they said. You're actually able to respond to what they meant to say. This is particularly helpful if you ever do uh, things like an interview, a public meeting uh, where there's a Q&A session or something like that, if you get an adversarial question, something that is uh, that is uh, comes at you hard, if you'll pause, instead of reacting to the harshness of the way the question was asked, pause, say it back to the person, say, okay, I, I just want to make sure I answer what you're really asking. Say it back to them. And sometimes it will, A, diffuse the situation, drain the anger out of it, and B, you may actually find that they aren't angry at you at all. They're just nervous at being at the microphone. Number three, in the five keys to successful dialogue, try to control your own nonverbal communication. In other words, the look on your face, the volume in your voice, uh, how your hands, uh, whether you're fists are clenched, whether your arms are crossed in some angry way. Uh, If you're married, let me just say that is particularly important with your spouse. Um, And I, I don't want this statement to sound sexist, but to the men, women frequently pick up on nonverbal cues way before men do, so that the volume of your voice may limit her ability to actually hear what you're saying. So control, try to get control over the the look on your face, the way you hold your arms, your volume is particularly important. Control your own nonverbal skills. And number four is the reverse of it. Try not to overreact to others' nonverbal communication. So in other words, somebody may answer you. You meet a friend in a shopping mall and you say, uh, hey, Bob, how are you doing? And he says, fine. The sound of his voice makes you think, A, he's mad at you or he's mad at somebody else. And you spend the rest of the afternoon trying to figure out why Bob's mad at you or what went wrong when it may just be that Bob has just gotten really bad news and that informed the way he answered fine. So try not to react to others' nonverbal communication. Try to listen to what's being said and what's really being said. What are, what are they after? What do they want? In negotiation, that's extremely important. Sometimes someone can be apprehensive about the negotiation, business negotiation, trying to come to a contract. And that apprehension, that fear of being taken advantage of or losing in the negotiation comes across as anger. If you can look past the anger and try to discern what do they really want. Once you know what the other person wants in negotiation, actually, you have the upper hand. Because now you can respond to their deep felt need and not to the surface of subverbal or nonverbal communication. You're able now to reach past that and deal with what they really want. The master at that 
was actually Jesus of Nazareth. He did not respond to the anger of people that ask him tricky or difficult or harsh questions. He responded to the true question. What, what's this really about? So at one point, the Pharisees came to him and they said, should we pay taxes? They were hoping to trick him into saying something treasonous about Caesar. No, don't pay Caesar taxes. But Jesus reaches past their anger and he says, give me a coin. Whose face is on this coin? And they said, Caesar's. Jesus says then, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's and unto God that which is God's. So he now brings the discussion, brings the dialogue down to what is really important and not their anger and their desire to trick him. Listen, try to seek clarity, control your own nonverbal communication, try not to react to others' nonverbal communication, and number five, avoid trying to win. If you allow your mind to turn this dialogue into a win-loss situation, then there will be competition in the communication which eliminates the ability to really hear, understand each other. This, don't make this a win-loss situation. Try to make this overcoming barriers to really hearing and understanding. One of the real lost arts of modern communication is dialogue. If we can really listen to what the other person is saying, if we can work at the dialogue, trying to seek clarity instead of trap them in some mistaken word, if we can control our own nonverbal communication, just even the way we stand, the tone of our voice, the look in our eyes, if we can try not to react or overreact to other people's nonverbal communication, and if we can refuse, absolutely refuse, to turn a dialogue into a competition and avoid trying to win, we may rediscover the power of communication in a dialogue situation. I hope that's useful for you, my friend. If you would like more information, more of uh, the products that I have, books, um, all kinds of teachings, if you would like more information about that, if you'll go to drmarkrutland.com, I have plenty of things there that might be useful to you. You can also find out about the National Institute of Christian Leadership. I'd love for you to be a part of that. So for today, God bless you. You've been listening to The Leader's Notebook with Dr. Mark Rutland. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review today's podcast. You can follow Dr. Rutland on Twitter at Dr. Mark Rutland or visit his website, drmarkrutland.com. Join us next week for another episode of The Leader's Notebook.